Amen. Well, good morning once again, Friendship Church. Uh, some of you have, remember that video, that's our Solid Ground video, I said a couple of months ago that over the next several years, I want to take uh, something that we believe here in, in Christianity and Christendom um, and talk about them, explain them just a little bit, take two weeks and do that. And so we are going to be talking about the gifts of the Spirit to start off the new year, okay? Buckle up, okay? Buckle up. We're just going to jump right into it, okay? Talk about the gifts of the Spirit, all right? Uh, Many gifts, one Spirit is what I've entitled this morning. Uh, My first sermon, actually here a year and a half ago, believe it or not, um, was uh, entitled Rely on the Holy Spirit. It was the first sermon that I preached here, and I believe that we need to do that. How many of you believe we need to rely on the Holy Spirit in our lives? We need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit guides us and corrects us and comforts us and all of these different things. But one of the things he also does is that he gives us gifts of the Spirit. Now, we're Pentecostal, right? <laughs> all right, well, I am. I'll tell you that, okay? I am definitely coming at this from a Pentecostal point of view, from an Assemblies of God point of view, and then from me, of what I have learned as well, a point of view. So everybody needs to understand that going in here, okay? So we've got some Baptist, Lutheran, Catholic, whatever in here, just know this is where we're going, okay? That's why I said buckle up. Here we go. Uh, we believe in this, and that uh, as Pentecostal, we believe that what happened on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, is for today, not just back then. And so all of these things that we talk about is for today. So this week, we're looking at the overall gifts, but mainly, we're looking at the heart behind the gift, okay? So I'm not going to explain each one as much as maybe you want me to explain it, uh, because I'm talking mainly about the heart or the spirit behind the gifts today. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about the manifestation gifts um, and give a little bit closer look there. But in my study, there's just so much information. I think that I'm going to do um, uh, maybe a, a closer look later in the year of, of all these gifts. I can't do it in two weeks. There's just no way. Um, so we're going to look, but, but I'm wanting to wait because I believe that the Lord has a, a series for us that we're going to begin at the end of this month that's going to carry us to Easter, the Easter that I believe that the Lord has for us. And so I'm going to do this two weeks here, but then I'm going to come back later in the year. Now what's going to happen is... Because of these two weeks, you're going to have questions. You're going to have more questions maybe than answers. And that's okay. Because part of my motivation for this is for you to have questions when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit. So that you can go home and pray about it. Talk to the giver of the gifts so that you can talk about it, okay? So that's part of my motivation so that it's okay that you have questions. And so go talk to the Lord. Now if you want to talk to me about it as well. That's fine. Buy me lunch. We'll go talk about it, okay? Absolutely. Not a problem at all. Uh, Okay, so (laughs) we can absolutely do that. So I'm going to take a closer look later in the year, but we've got two years here. So if you want to take notes in your bulletin, there are uh, every week uh, they put a a sermon or a a notes form in there so you can take some notes. Uh, This would be a good uh, sermon to take some notes on. So uh, three thoughts before we actually get into the gifts that I want to mention that we'll kind of unpack throughout. But there are uh, four purposes for the spiritual gifts, for these gifts that, that are given to us. To glorify God, to build up the body, to save the lost, and to meet human need. Okay? 
the Holy Spirit, when he gives us these gifts, they are to glorify God, they are to build up the body, they are to save the lost, and they are to meet human need, okay? All of those things. So you could say, well, what not glorify God? Isn't that good enough? Like, why can't we just, okay, the gifts are just given to glorify God, end of sentence, okay? Well, we need these other things as well, okay? You could, someone could, literally, right now, this second, stand up and start singing a song to glorify the Lord. I mean, you, you could do that, okay? But what that's going to happen is that's going to interrupt the service, which is not going to build up the body. You're going to keep me from being able to do my gift of the Spirit, which is to teach. Uh, and if there's any lost people here, they're going to wonder what in the world this church is about. They're going to leave and they're not going to come back. Okay? So, while the first thing is to glorify God, it's not the only thing. So when God gives us these spiritual gifts, it is, number one, to glorify God, but there are other purposes of it, to build the church, to save the lost, and to meet human need, all right? So those are the purposes. Second quick thing is that every one of you has one of these spiritual gifts that we're going to talk about. Everyone point at yourself for a second. Every, every, everybody point at yourself, okay? The person you're pointing at has a spiritual gift, okay? Now... Point at somebody else in the room, anybody. Point at me, anybody, person next to you, okay? The person that you are pointing at has a spiritual gift. Everyone has a spiritual gift. And just as you need to kind of take up this responsibility of performing, if you will, your spiritual gift, everyone else needs to have the freedom, the ability to use their spiritual gift as well. Amen? So as you have a spiritual gift, okay, and, so the, and we talk about this in Christianity, especially preachers like me, we say that Christianity is not a spectator sport. It's not just to come to church and hear the preacher and then go home and do whatever. No, it's not a spectator sport. And this is part of the reason why, is that the Holy Spirit has given you a gift that the body needs and the lost needs and that God needs to be glorified by. Amen? All right. And so you... It's not a spectator sport. You need to act in your gifts, and we need to allow others to act in their gifts. And finally, the third thing before we get into the meat is that the gifts of the Spirit are different than the fruits of the Spirit. Okay? The gifts of the Spirit are different than the fruits of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit uh, is found in Galatians chapter 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. These things are different than the gift of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit, all of us need to grow in these things. Love and joy and peace. All of us need to do that, okay? The gifts of the Spirit are different because they're bestowed upon someone for a particular time, temporarily or not. They are different from the fruit of the Spirit. And here's, there's many reasons, but here's one of the main reasons why. Many people have, have thought throughout history or, or think that if you act in a gift of the Spirit, you give a word of prophecy or tongues interpretation like we heard earlier, or um, you're an evangelist, whatever. If, if you act in these gifts that somehow there are, you are mature enough in the Lord so much that you have like gained another status of spirituality that some of us have not had. That is incorrect Maturity is not proven by the gifts of the Spirit. 
In fact, it's the opposite. Maturity is proven by the fruit of the Spirit. And the reason why we know that is because fruit is something that grows in us. And so as we become mature in the Lord, we love people who are unlovable. We are good to people when nobody else is being good. We have self-control when no one else has self-control. We grow in those things and we become mature. After the Spirit, you're just giving it to you. Here you go. This is your thing. Do it. Okay? You don't grow in that. You can, you can grow in experience, but the gift doesn't grow. You just have the gift. So do not think that if, if someone does a certain gift, especially a manifestation gift, that somehow they're more mature. That is not proof of maturity. Fruit of the Spirit is proof of maturity. Y'all glad y'all came here today? Because I'm, I'm, I'm attacking you, okay? I'm going to attack you this morning. Here we go. So, uh, let's look in the Word of God, because that's where we need to go, obviously. All right? Let's go to the Word of God. So, I'm going to be in 1 Corinthians 12, Romans chapter 12, and Ephesians chapter 4. Those are the three places where we look at spiritual gifts. Um, and so, let's look at these. 1 Corinthians 12, Romans chapter 12, Ephesians chapter 4. And as we go this, what I want us to understand okay, is that we must have the right spirit or the right heart. Some of you connect with one of those words better, okay? We must have the right heart when it comes to spiritual gifts. We must have the right spirit as it comes to spiritual gifts because we might have a spiritual gift, but if we do not grow in the fruit or if we do not have the right heart or spirit, the effectiveness of that gift is going to be diminished or even taken away. So we need to have the right heart and spirit, and that's mainly what I'm wanting to talk about today as we walk through this. So in 1 Corinthians 12, we're going to find the manifestation gifts. In Romans 12, we're going to find the motivational gifts. Uh, And then Ephesians chapter 4, we're going to find the ministry gifts. Okay, So there's many gifts, and you can be looking and see which one it, it looks like that the Lord has given you. So let's start off first in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, okay? 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. One translation, I'm going to go back. One translation uh, even says, I don't want you to be ignorant. (laughs) Okay? I don't want you to be uninformed. I don't want you to be ignorant. Now us as the church in 2023, we have 2,000 years of examples of, well, that's the gift of the Spirit. That's the gift of the Spirit. That's the gift. Okay? We've had 2,000 years. In Corinthians at this time, they didn't have that. They only had... A few years, okay? Jesus had died, rose again. The Holy Spirit comes. People are speaking in tongues. But now there's like word of prophecy and word of what in the world is going on here. And so they're trying to figure out what are these gifts of the Spirit. They didn't even know they they existed, some of them. And so here's Paul saying, I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be uninformed. Let's talk about it. It's something that we, I think, as mature Christians need to talk about, okay? So we're going to skip to verse 4. It says, now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. Everybody say, same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. Everybody say, same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God. Everybody say, same God. That's right. Who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So a couple of things in this, in this verse right here. 
we all get our spiritual gifts from the same place. It's the same funnel that comes out to all of us. One reason for that is so that we can't come over and say, well, I get my spiritual gift from this, you get your spiritual gift from something else over there, and mine's way better than yours, okay? We can't do that. This is from the same Spirit, the same Lord, the same God, and He knows what He's doing, by the way. He knows what He's doing when He gives out the gifts, and when He wants the gifts to be manifested, He knows what He's doing, so let's follow His lead. But it also says that he gave it to everyone. So no one can be like, well, I don't have one of those. We'll let somebody else have them. No, you have one, actually. And it's okay that you, it's okay that if you don't know it today, but you can find that out. Just know that you have one, or maybe two, or maybe others. Or maybe at this time you have one, and at another time you may have another one. I, I believe that that is possible, okay? But we, we keep our eyes and our ears tuned to the Holy Spirit. And then, what is it for? The manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So these gifts are for the good of the church, a good of humanity, if you want to broaden it out. It's for our good. It's not for you to put some sort of badge of honor up here. I have this gift. Everyone listen to me. That's not common good, okay? That's the Lord has chosen you to show the power of the Lord in this particular moment, for the good. Not so everyone can look and see how great you are. That's the point. It's not you. It's the gift of the Spirit working through you. Right? It's the gift of the Holy Spirit working through you. And so we are so thankful for that. It is for the common good. So let's go to verse 8 and let's look at a couple of these gifts. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance or the message of wisdom, and to another the utterance or message of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by one Spirit. Now, these messages or utterances or words of wisdom or knowledge, we have to approach these with the right Spirit. Have you ever had someone come to you and say, I have a word of the Lord for you? Or maybe you have said that to someone else. I have the word of the Lord for you. I've had that many times in my, in my ministry where someone has, has said that to me. The speaker of the gift needs to bring that with humility. And not as a, you better listen to me type of uh, situation here, okay? If the Holy Spirit wants to choose to use you in that capacity... That should humble us, by the way. And if we begin to get arrogant about that, he will stop using you. He will stop using you. Because it's not about us, okay? Um, so, if, so we need to be humble if we are going to be used by God in that sense. But not only us, not only the speaker needs to be humble, the hearer needs to be humble as well. The hearer of that word, if someone comes to you and says, I have a word of the Lord for you, and they tell you that word, it is not up to us to say, well, that's not me. What are you talking about? Okay, that's not, okay. It's okay to go home and say, Lord, is this correct? There may be something there that the Lord is trying to tell me. I'm not listening through my normal reading of Scripture, and so God is using someone else to tell me what he's been trying to tell me in Scripture. 
And so we need to be humble enough to at least at first go, is this correct? Is this right? And I've had this in my life where someone walked up to me and said, I have a word of wisdom, which is, which is typically more of um, what am I supposed to do? I need, I need wise counsel here, but this is divine wise counsel, not just uh, normal human wise counsel. And then there's a, a message of knowledge where someone speaks something that is going on right now. I've had that happen, and I've said, thank you, my brother. Thank you so much. Shook their hand, gave them a hug, and then I went and I prayed about it. And that's probably what you should do. Lord, is, is that of you? Are you trying to tell me is what they're saying is right? More often than not, it has been correct. And I said, thank you, Lord, for stopping everything to tell me that. So the speaker needs to be humble, and the hearer needs to be humble as well for all of this to work. Then we go to another by faith of the same spirit and another gifts of healing by one spirit. Now, faith and healing is something that is available to all of us, okay? So there is a gift of the Spirit that happens specifically on a person that is, for a time, on a higher potency level, if you want to say it like that, where there are people that have a healing ministry that I think many of them are very legitimate, that there is a healing ministry that it just happens that when they touch someone and they pray for them, it just seems like every time they get healed, somebody gets healed. Now, you as a Christian have this ability, if you want to say it like that, uh, simply by Mark chapter 16, by James chapter 5, uh, it says that the prayer of a righteous man, all you got to be is a righteous man, that's the only qualification, is you got to be a Christian. So all of us have the ability to lay our hands on the sick and they can be healed. Okay? That's, that's just the Holy Spirit. But there are some that God has touched this is this is going to be your ministry and I believe that that is true and that that can happen and that can be here in this church as well another one is faith as well obviously all of us are going to have faith and a fruit of the spirit is faith so all of us every one of us has been given a measure of faith and can work in faith but there are some of us that divinely God has touched you in such a way that you have huge faith for, this, for the miraculous to happen and have the ability to bring others along with you. Let's have faith together and pray or intercess or whatever for this. And that absolutely can happen. So, we can, so all of us can act in, in some of this, but the, but the Lord does touch some of us in a specific way to be able to do that for the body. Verse 10. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. That's discernment. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. He's the giver. We don't get to ask, why didn't you do that to me? Or he has more. It's as he wills. Okay? So we go through miracles. How many of you have seen a miracle in your life? Raise your hand. You've seen an actual miracle. Absolutely. So those are for today, right? Okay, good. Where are all these other people? Y'all need to get on board. This is for today. To another prophecy, typically, I don't want to say every time, typically in the Old Testament prophecy was this is going to happen. Isaiah said that a baby will be born in Bethlehem to a virgin. Okay, that's going to happen. Typically, not every time, but typically in the New Testament prophecy is if you continue to do this, this will happen. 
So there's a word of prophecy that is said in that way. We have revelation, so we, so we have some of these things. So you're like, wait, but I have a question about that. Good. I want you to have questions. Go talk to the Lord about it, okay? <laughs> to another, the ability to, to distinguish between spirits. Now, this is another word for discernment. This is a gift of the Spirit that can rub people the wrong way. Okay? You have a group of people that say, we think that the church should go in this direction. And someone says, the Holy Spirit's not in that. Well, that'll ruin dinner, won't it? Like, uh, where do you go from there in the conversation? (laughs) Okay? There are people who they have the ability to look and to see what the, that there is a good spirit, a holy spirit, a righteous spirit, and then there is a spirit that is not righteous and that is not good, and they are going in a different direction. Now that can be tough for some to hear, to distinguish between spirits. So we humbly, the person who is discerning, the person who is discerning, needs to humbly bring that because you need to act in your gift. So you need to step you need to step out and speak out if you see that. And then us as hearers need to humbly say, okay, I'm I think the church should go in this direction, but do I think that because I think that or because the spirit's saying that and if and if it comes down to it where no, it's not the spirit, it's actually me then we need to humbly accept that and understand that. Now, this does not mean that you have a devil spirit in you necessarily. There are times that as we are acting in the spirit uh, and being used by our gifts of the spirit, we're also humans and we get stuff wrong. We don't do it exactly right. Okay, We try our best, we're working hard, we mess up. I've been preaching for 20 years. And there's been a couple of times I walked off the platform and said, there's no way anybody got blessed by that mess. What in the world was that? <laughs> Lord, take that gobbledygook and make it a steak dinner for somebody, okay? It's like, that, I just, I missed it. It wasn't, okay? Blake's going to start a song in the wrong key. Goodness gracious, right? It's like, come on, man. Listen, it's okay to make a mistake even if you're working in the Spirit, okay? It's okay. That doesn't mean you have a devil spirit. It means you made a mistake, okay? And you move on. I, I, actually, I thought I handled it perfectly. It's like, let's just, okay, let's start over. Let's move on. Now, do all of us have enough maturity to be able to do that? Have you ever tried to do something in the presence of the Lord or in the Spirit of God and you just missed it? Is that, is that possible? Is that okay to say? And so what do you do? Do you run and hide? Do you leave church? Do you move away? No. You accept the fact that you're human and you missed it and you move on. And the Lord will, move you, will, will use you much quicker the next time if you humbly say, I still want to be used by you, God. I missed that one. Try me again next time. That's okay to say. Okay? And so we need to listen to some of these people who have this discernment um, ability or this gift. 
to another kinds of tongues and interpretation. I'm going to talk more about tongues and interpretation next week. But what I'll just say is we, we see this fairly regularly in our church, and you saw it here today, where there was uh, tongues from the Holy Spirit, and then there was an interpretation, not a translation, but an interpretation. And you saw that here, and I, I, I thought it was right on, and I thought it was... Um, it wasn't interruptive in the service, and it hit perfect, and it, I thought it was great this morning. Um, and so I'll talk about that more next week, all right? So that's 1 Corinthians 12. Those are the um, manifestation gifts. Now let's move to the motivational gifts, Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, motivational gifts, verse 3. Remember, we're talking about the heart of the gifts, right? For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Now, he is just about to talk about spiritual gifts. Okay, This is the paragraph. So this is what he's talking about. This this having a spiritual gift is not some sort of badge of honor that says, I'm more mature than you. You need to think of yourself not as highly as you think you should think. That's what he's saying. But with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Verse 4. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. We've got to work together in this, okay? Your gift complements my gift that complements another gift, and we all work together in this. We do not have the same function. That doesn't mean one's better than the other one necessarily. It just we have different functions. And some of those functions happen uh, in one season, they don't happen for another season, and then they happen again at another season. And and that's okay. You guys remember Kelvin Quay? What a great guy. All right? He was our drummer here for a little while. He was using that as, as, as one of his ministry gifts in, 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 if you want to call it, serving or helps. And he was doing that. You know, life has taken him to another part where he's doing his military thing, right? We can't say, hey, you're supposed to be working in your gift. Get back here and play the drums. What in the world? You're not supposed to go off and, like, live life. Get over here and play the drums. No, God takes us at different seasons of our life. And we act in that. And so for a time, you may be used a lot in one gift and not as much in the next. That doesn't mean sin necessarily. It just means that there's different functions, there's different times. The point is to have the right heart and to be ready when called upon. Can we be ready to be called upon? Verse 6, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If it's prophecy, in proportion to our faith. If you have prophecy, speak out. If that's your gift, you need to speak out. If service, then our serving. If you have the gift of serving, and there are some, and and it's not just they like to serve. No, it is a God-given ability and gift of the Holy Spirit to serve. There are some people that they just have the ability to minister to children. And some people do not have that ability to minister to children, okay? They just don't. And so, it, so it's not just about, we, we just need some help up there in the, in the nursery. No, we want you to act in your serving gift. And maybe that's what your gift is. And so if you have that, 
step in and do that. Uh, who teach it, the one who teaches in his teaching. Um, if you're a teacher, get out there and teach. The one who exhorts in his exhortation. A uh, uh, better word for us is encouragers, okay? We, some people who just have the divine ability, not the natural ability, the divine ability to encourage. We all have a natural ability to encourage. That's, hey, I like your hair today. Okay, that's encouraging. But there is a divine encouragement that you, that you can speak into someone's life, and by the Spirit, they feel empowered to do what God wants them to do. People have that, and you need to use that. Speak up. Don't stay quiet. Uh, the one who contributes... In generosity, this is the gift of giving. There are some people that God has given the ability and the resources to be able to see a need, and we need to do something about that. We need the finances to do it. God's blessed me with the finances. We're going to do it. Now, that doesn't mean that every rich person has that gift and that a poorer person can't have that gift, okay? But many times... God has divinely given you the opportunity to have many finances and then wants to use you to further the church. And we need to be available to that if that's what God has, us, has for us. Right? That's, that's not every person that has more money than me, but, that's, but it's there. We have to say it. The one who leads with zeal. We need more leadership in the church today. Goodness gracious. So if you have leadership, and I'm not the only leader in the church. There are leaders right over here. When you, uh, if you have the ability to lead, then you need to lead. The one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. We were on the mission field, and typically when you think missionary, you think of someone who preaches the word or plants a church. But we ran into many people who they just had the divine gift or ability to find hurting people and help them. And I was in awe of it. And to see those people work was just incredible. Um, and so that is a gift. i got to hurry. Come on. Uh, all right, we're going to skip back to 1 Corinthians. Because uh, at the end of 1 Corinthians, we're, we talk, that's kind of where we start with our ministry gifts, okay? Ministry gifts. So these are gifts that are given to people who, this is their, if you want to say paid ministry or something like that, through their life. Okay, so verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ, and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, so there, there's, there's that apostle, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Now, if you, if you read that, you've got first this, second this, third this. So there's some sort of hierarchy there. But we're going to talk about that next week. I keep teasing for next week, okay? We'll, we'll talk more about that next week. But there's all of these things that are here and that are available to us, helping ministries. There are some people that just know how to help other people. They don't have to wait for instruction, Okay? There's people who walk up, what do you want me to do? There's some people who walk up and they just see what needs to be done. And they do that. We need that in the church, absolutely. Administration, various kinds of tongues, all of these different things, okay? Verse 29, are all apostles, are all, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues? And that's not your prayer language, that's tongues and interpretation, Okay? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? 
but earnestly desire the higher gifts. That's very interesting. Then the last sentence, and this is so interesting to me, the last sentence of 1 Corinthians 12, and I will show you still a more excellent way. So now he's going to show us how to use our gifts. Now, if we just finish 1 Corinthians 12, that means 1 Corinthians 13 is coming up. So for those of you who know church and know your Bible, what is 1 Corinthians 13 normally referred to? chapter. That's right. If you have been to a wedding, you have probably heard love is patient, love is kind, all these things, right? Which is very appropriate to read, to read 13 like that at a wedding or, or, or different things. However, this, is in the, this chapter was written in the context of spiritual gifts. And what is love? A fruit of the Spirit. We need to be acting in our gifts of the Spirit in The fruit of the Spirit. So as we are growing in the Lord, we understand when and how and have a certain humility to then act in the spiritual gifts. So let's start in 1 Corinthians 13, but now in the context of spiritual gifts. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. I mean, what am I doing? That's great if I speak in tongues in front of everybody, but if I don't love them, if I go off and act like a jerk to somebody, what's the point? If I have prophetic powers, understand all mysteries and knowledge, and I have faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. This is five gifts of the Spirit that if you're not growing in the fruit of the Spirit... You are nothing. So we can't wear this gift of the Spirit with some sort of badge. We have to grow in the fruit of the Spirit. If I give all I have, that's the gift of giving. That's six. And if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Church, the gifts of the Spirit must be used in the fruit of the Spirit. And we have to continue to grow in the fruit of the Spirit of the Spirit. And as we do that, then God will use us in the gifts of the Spirit that He's given us. But if we continue to use our gifts but not love others, not want to build up the church, we're we're just performing so that we can be heard or that we can have influence or whatever, it's going to be diminished to the point where God not even stop using us completely. Now we skip. Finally, we get to Ephesians. Chapter 4, I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility. There's that word that I've been using today. With all humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love. That's a lot of fruit of the Spirit in there, isn't it? Eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. That's another fruit of the Spirit. In the fruit of the Spirit. Is how we act in the gifts of the Spirit. Verse 4. There is one body, one Spirit, just as we were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. 
We get the point that this is a one. We are one in this. We are one body, and we have to work together. And my gift shouldn't run over your gift so that my gift can be used. But we work in perfect harmony together. And so then he says in verse 11, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers. What did he give these for? To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up of the body of Christ. So there are certain people that he has put over in a shepherding or a pastoral position. When the evangelist comes into town, we listen to what the evangelist has to say. Maybe that he's pricking our heart and that's fine. And so if you want the freedom and the ability to use your gift, then I need the freedom and the ability to be able to use my gift. And if I am able to use the gift of shepherding, well, what is the shepherd supposed to do? The shepherd is, is to lead the people and to guide them where they need to, to go. Yeah, preach a little bit and teach a little bit. Maybe even discipline from time to time. I got quiet. <laughs> Listen, I, I, don't, I don't have any meetings set up this week, okay? So don't, that's not, okay? If I text you this week, don't get scared. That's not, okay? However, however, if I need to be, if I need to use the gift of the Spirit that God has given me, I need to humbly be ready to use that. And we need to be humbly ready to hear that. So what if I was to say, there's something in your life that is not right? If, I, if I'm using the gift of the Spirit to do that, would you be mature enough to hear that and to pray about that and see what's going on. That's where the fruit of the Spirit then comes in. Are we going to be mature in ourselves in that? Now, I, <laughs> I've got to, if God's going to use me like that, I, I better be right, okay? And so I've got to pray up and get ready and all that kind of stuff. But, but this is for all the gifts, not just this one. For all the gifts. If you want to be able to use your gift, and other people need to be able to use their gift, and they come together. Verse 13, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning and craftiness and deceitful schemes. What he's saying, if, if God did not give us apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers... We could be just thrown about and just whatever we want to believe, we believe. But God has given us these people in our lives to be able to do that and to hear that humbly. Last two verses. Last two verses. Verse 15. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head into Christ from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint in which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, listen to this, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. What would a church look like who humbly were active 
in the gifts of the Spirit to glorify God, to build up the body, to see the lost saved, and to see human needs met. What would our church look like? And I say, Lord, use the gifts of the Spirit in us. So that's what I want us to pray, even right now, in this week. Three words. Lord, use me. God has given you a spiritual gift. It's one of these that we mentioned, and and maybe even more, depending on how broad you want to talk about helps and service and these things. Can you pray the prayer this week? Lord, use me. Can we say that together? Lord, use me. Because if the Lord uses you, you get to grow in your faith and all of this, but other people get to benefit from the gift that you have. They may not have that gift. I mean, obviously you look at things like healing. If you use the gift of healing for someone, and do they not benefit from a healing? Absolutely. We have to use the gifts that God has given us. Lord, use me. Can we stand this morning? Lord, as we go into a time of praise, I pray that you've pricked our hearts, that you have led us in a certain way, God. Help us, Lord, to humbly use our gifts of the Spirit in the fruit of the Spirit. Help us to grow in that fruit so that then we can use the gifts. Lord, use us. Lord, use me. So God, as we go into a time of worship one more time, as we lift up your name, the giver of good gifts, the giver of good gifts, help us, Lord. Speak to us here today. Speak to us this week. Lord, how can we be used? How can we be used? Go ahead and and, and pray to yourself. You, You begin to speak. Don't just listen to my prayer. You begin to speak. Lord, use me. Lord, how do you want me to be used? Lord, use me. What is the gift that you have given me? And God, give me opportunity to use that. Help me to grow in love and humility and these other things, Lord, so that I may better use these gifts of the Spirit. Lord, help me. Lord, use me. Can we lift up a praise to the Lord as we sing this song together? Let's worship Him, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Keep praising. Lord, we love you, God. Lift up a praise to the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Lord, we want your presence in our lives, God. Lord, your Holy Spirit, God. Your presence in our lives, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We praise you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, God. We praise your name. We thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your spirit, your spirit that is poured out on us. Lord, you've given us gifts that we can glorify God, that we can build the body, that we can see the lost saved, that we can meet human need. God, you've given us gifts. And Lord, our prayer today is, Lord, use me. Lord, use me. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, God. Thank you for your service here today. 
your presence that was here. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah.